Praise God. It's good to, I've been gone for a while, it's good to be back. I missed everybody, but you were in my heart and in my prayers. And uh, SPUC is very important. Our scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 17, 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into the village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give thanks to God except for this foreigner? Then he said unto him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Praise God. Let's pray for Brother Daniel today. Our privilege to pray for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today with all of our hearts. We praise you and bless you. We thank you for this wonderful gift, this grace that you have poured out upon Daniel. Such a fine young man. Your hand is upon him. Your spirit is him. You've turned his heart towards you, O oh God. He has great wisdom. Hallelujah. It's a privilege to know him and to witness your grace that is in his life. Today, we set our hearts to hear, to be attentive to this vessel being used mightily by you to speak forth boldly the word of God. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you and we thank you for your word going forth today. May we hear it and do it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hello. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So, uh, like you listened, a uh, passage for today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 1 to uh, 19. So, uh, you bear with me that a lot of things are happening in the world today. A lot of people are going through different situations. Some people are experiencing very bad situations. Some people are experiencing very good situations. Some people are going through painful situations. Some people are going through comforting situations. Some people are very, very relaxing while others are very stressful. Some people are in very poor health while others are in very good health. No matter what this situation may be, the good news is that we have a Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you think. The only thing which is important is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday he is the same today, and he will be the same forevermore. 
That is the most comforting thing we have as Christians because our Jesus Christ, who has been doing his work during his time on earth, is still doing his work even now as he uses his Holy Spirit to work in us in different ways. We see that in this passage, uh, Jesus Christ was going between Galilee and Samaria. But if we have to go back to the passage, we will realize that uh, somewhere around uh, Luke 9, Jesus Christ had to go through a village in Samaria and Jesus Christ was rejected. And now he's, it's not clear whether it's because of the rejection, if he was actually walking between the border between Samaria to find his way down to Jerusalem, or if Jesus Christ was actually uh, passing through Samaria, uh, passing through Galilee into Samaria, into Samaria, but it is very clear that he was between the border, between these two nations, uh, between these two provinces. So Jesus Christ, as he walked through this area, the Bible says that he was going through a village, and that village had 10 lepers waiting for him. It is not a common thing to see 10 people who are suffering from leprosy gathered together. What tells us in this part, what does this passage tell, tell us? It tells us that they could probably, because these people were rejected from the society, they could no longer associate themselves with the people. These people were living in isolation. So probably they had some kind of like a meeting or like a union where they saw that this was the only time their life was going to change. The only time, the only opportunity they had to change the story of their lives. The only opportunity they had to encounter Jesus. And they made a decision that they were going to meet Jesus Christ. These guys did not only make this decision, but they took an action. It is also possible that they knew that Jesus Christ was going to come through that village because his route has been deviated in one way or another. And so they were planning and they were waiting. They were waiting at that point, at the entrance to the village, because they understood that it would be much more easy for us to meet with Jesus at the entrance of this village. Otherwise, if he gets into the village, we can no longer go close to him and the people will all be crowding him. So they knew the time. They knew the moment. They knew the place where they can encounter Jesus. Do we know the time? Do we know the moment? Do we know the place where we can encounter Jesus? I do not know about your story. I may never understand what you're going through. But one thing which is clear is that these 10 lepers had been going through a lot. Think of it a moment that you are seated here and tomorrow 
They say you can no longer join these people. You can no longer even associate with your family. You can no longer even talk to your friends. You cannot visit people. You cannot even do business. You are bound to live like a beggar. This is what these people were going through. You can read more about the story of how people with leprosy were isolated in the book of Leviticus chapter 13. The Bible says that they approached Jesus and from a distance, now showing some respect because they knew they had leprosy. Now, from a distance, they said, Lord, in this version that was read by George, it says that have pity on us. In other versions, it says that have mercy on us. Though it's a four-word request, but it's a, it's a four-word request with a lot of deep feelings. They cry to Jesus, they say, have mercy on us. In other words, they are telling Jesus that we have no weight. It's more than us. The burden is too much for us. There is nothing we can do. We can't associate ourselves. Life has beaten us. There is nothing that anybody can do for us. All we need is mercy. Mercy comes when there is no longer any way you can defend yourself about the things you're going through. Mercy steps in when you have given up your own power. When you have given up all you think you can try to prove yourself. So these people, all they could say to Jesus Christ was have mercy on us. You may not understand what the person next to you is going through. You may never understand what the person next to you is going through. I may not understand what the person next to me is going through. I may never understand what the person next to me is going through. But people are facing different situations. People are facing difficulties in different ways. People have their different burdens. We are all seated here. Yes, today we came to worship God. Today we came to listen to the word of God. But yeah, some people, all of us, we have our own burdens that we are carrying. Something that no one can understand. But the truth is that God understands you. Jesus Christ understands you. I just want us to take a moment like the ten lepers, and pray just these four-word prayers. Lord, have mercy on me. Lift up your hearts and seek the face of God and just say, Lord, have mercy on me. Father, Lord, have mercy on us. We may not understand what we are going through. We may not understand the situations which we face. Some of us here, we have different health situations. Some of us here, we have different social situations. Lord, no matter what the situation is, all we say is, Father, have mercy on us. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. In Jesus' name.
they said was, Lord, have mercy on us. And now we see Jesus Christ in another way of responding to requests for healing, acting in an unusual way or responding in an unusual way. Before you would see either he would say, go, you would be made whole. Your son will leave or he would lay hands or he would cast out. But in this case, Jesus Christ did none of these. Because it's, it's kind of, when you, when you look back even at the story of, of Lazarus, when Mary uh, was crying, the Bible says that he groaned, he groaned in his spirit. And here, though it's not mentioned, but you wonder like, what was Jesus Christ saying? These guys came and they said, have mercy on us. In other words, he lost. And all Jesus Christ said was, Go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. It reminds me of the story of Naaman when he came to Elisha to be, to be healed of the same illness. Now, before, this, before the coming of Jesus Christ, the only place where we heard about the a person suffering from leprosy being healed was Naaman, the, the, the captain of the Syrian army. And then somewhere along the line, we have Miriam who whom God actually um, struck with leprosy and then God healed her again at the request of Moses. But now, this is also a very unusual way Jesus Christ would respond to those who seek healing. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. It was an instruction. The Bible says that as they went, all of them, or maybe one of them, was healed. All of them were healed. And one of them was shouting aloud and praising God. He returned back to Jesus Christ to thank him. For what Jesus Christ had done. Now did nine others never knew that they were healed by the command of Jesus Christ? It's impossible to believe. That you have been suffering from a very very deep situation. A very very unpleasant illness. You are isolated all your life. You can't even associate yourself to the community. You can't even do business. You can't even do anything. And someone steps into the scene and changed the tra trajectory of your life. And you go away without coming to say thank you. It's not something that. As human beings, we can reckon with. A lot of us seated here right now, when we hear the story of these nine lepers who went without coming back to say thank you to Jesus Christ, we kind of think, oh, these guys were very ungrateful. But I want to put it to you this way today. How often have you been ungrateful to God? How often have you been ungrateful to the person next to you? It is true that these people 
were suffering from leprosy, they were isolated. And so we may think that their case was so, so extraordinarily significant that they must have come back to say thank you to Jesus Christ. But the question is that when we, but, but, but the issue is that when we become familiar with the regular things that happen to us daily, we turn not to even thank God for those things. There are people who have gone to bed and can't wake up. There are people who have sat down like you are sitting now and the next minute they can't wake up. So if sitting down and standing up, is, we are so familiar with it that we can't even say thank you, God, then there is no need to even look at these ten lepers or these nine lepers as though they were being ungrateful. But it's very important that we examine our own lives. We examine our own actions because it's very important with our relationship with God. A lot of people may have run to condemn the ten lepers in one way or another without even thinking of reflecting about their own lives. You have food to eat. You may not have food to eat. You may want to say, I don't have food to eat. This person has food to eat. Why should I thank God? But you can walk. You can see. You don't even put on glasses like me. You can talk, you have your two hands, you have your two legs. You can breathe even freely without using the, the breathing aid machine. You sleep in the night, you wake up in the morning. All these things, they happen to us. Do we thank God for them? Are we thankful for these things that are happening in our lives every day? Or are we so familiar to them that we believe it's a right for us to sleep and wake up, to sit down and wake up, to have water, to have food, or whatever that we have that we have? People of God, in our walk with God, though it's difficult, but in everything, good or bad, we have to give thanks to God. So, what is also very important in this passage is the fact that the person who returned to say thank you to Jesus was a Samaritan. It was not an Israelite. It was not a Jew. He was a Samaritan. Sometimes, like I said before, we kind of believe that it's a right for us to have those benefits we have. Like I listed before, whether it's breathing, whether it's sitting, standing up, we kind of believe that it's a right. But once you put your place like the Samaritan who knew and understood that the mercy he asked for worked for him and he didn't deserve the mercy, 
came back to say thank you to Jesus Christ, that we will be bound in every situation to say thank you to God. We will be bound in every difficulty to say thank you, Lord, because this situation is saving me from what would have been happening next. Most often we, are very, we find it very difficult to even say thank you when things don't work the way we expect them to work. We find it difficult to say thank you, Lord, because all the time when we go to pray, we always have our own requests we put before God. We don't ask God, is it your will? Let your will be done. We are so interested in ourselves that we only ask God to do the things we want God to do. But we do not ask God, this thing I'm asking you, Lord, is it good for me? Is it your will for me? What is the time? When is the time? Is this the right time or not? But sometimes we feel, you see people go around saying, oh, God doesn't care about me. God doesn't answer me. God doesn't do this. God doesn't do that. Well, I hope we care about God as well. It's very important. Because we, we, we don't go to accuse God when we ourselves, we don't even care about the things God cares about. So, what we ask God is very important and how we ask God is also very important. Is it the will of God? Are you suffering from a situation right now? Are you going through some difficult moments? Whatever that situation may be, give thanks to God. You may be going through a situation right now, you think that it's the end of it all. But when G Joseph was in the prison, he never saw it as the end of his life. Even in the prison, he was acting as though he was free. He was performing his duties normally. You may not be suffering from a health situation. You may not be suffering from any situation I might have named. But you alone knows what that situation is you are facing. The most important thing is that we thank God and we ask God for his mercy. Sometimes when people do not appreciate us, what do we do? How do we receive that? A lot of people go about and they say, oh, this guy is ungrateful. I did all this. I did that. I did this for this person. The person is ungrateful even to say thank you. The person can't say thank you. But we are learning from the situation here where Jesus Christ did not make it a sermon on the nine who didn't return back to talk about how ungrateful they were. It was not a topic for him. Most often when we face this situation, probably it's a new sermon for us. Human beings are like this. Human beings are like that. 
Human beings do this, human beings do that. They never appreciate. You do good to somebody, the person tends this and tends that. All those things is not important. But what is important for us all to have is a humble heart. Because once you are in that position where you operate with a humble heart, then you understand that the miracles, the things you do for people, it's not you who do them, but it's just by the mercy of God that God is using you to do those things for those people. Some people may say, yes, uh, I'm a human being. I'm the one who did it. God used me. Yes, God used you. But listen to what Jesus Christ said. Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except the foreigner? Jesus Christ didn't say, was well, none of them found to return and give thanks to me. He did not look at it as he is the one who performed the miracle. It's true, he might have sent out the words. But Jesus Christ, in all humility, gave the glory to God. So when you turn and you extend a helping hand to the next person close to you, do you want that person by all circumstances to say thank you to you? Are you compelled that the person must say thank you to you because you did that or they must recognize you that you did what you did? Let us operate in that spirit of a humble heart, knowing that it's by the mercy of God that we do the things we do. Knowing that it's by the grace of God that we are able to help the next person. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word, O oh Father. Let us learn from you and let us act like you. Let us forget ourselves and let us pay attention to you and give you the glory in the things you have used us to do and that you will continue to use us to do. Take away every power of pride in us, O oh God. Free us from every self-consciousness, O oh Father. And fill us with your spirit and your grace in Jesus Christ's name. Lord, as the lepers pray, we continue to pray to you, O oh God, and we know that you hear us. We say, have mercy on us, O oh God. Have mercy on us, O oh Father. As I pray from this place and as the congregation prays with me, O oh God, we do not know the situation that is in everyone's heart in this place. Father, whether it is a health situation, whether it is a spiritual situation, O oh God, we pray for your intervention and your liberation in the name of Jesus. Whether it's a burden that someone in this place is carrying, O oh God, we pray that may you take out this burden, O oh Lord. Free the hearts of anybody here, O oh Lord, who is 
carrying such a burden that they are not supposed to be carrying, oh Father. You are God. You are not a man. Your mercy, oh God, endures forever. Let your mercy be on us, oh God. Have your way in our lives, O Father. Do not let us depart from you, O God. Hold us firm to your side, O Father, no matter what we do. Great is you, great are you, O God. Great are you, O Father. Your mercy. Oh, Father, it's forevermore. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.